Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Basically Famous Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Schuster, and I'm so excited to share stories and interviews with you each week with those who are basically famous in my life. I believe these extraordinary people have great stories to tell, and I can't wait to share them all with you. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. Welcome to this week's episode. Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of Basically Famous. I am excited for season five to be kicking off and to have one of the many women I've gotten to meet since moving to Fort Worth on with me today. She's not only an entrepreneur, also a fashionista. Janzen too is joining us today. And Janzen, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, hello everyone. And I'm so honored to be on here and grateful to know you, Tyler. Um, I feel like I have such a strange background. So the short version is I grew up showing horses, but throughout that time of showing cutting horses and being raised by a trainer, I um, also fell in love with clothing and fashion and being able to travel. So I wanted to see how I could combine all my passions. I also grew up in a very small town, so I didn't know that careers like what I have now existed. So kind of everything turned from a hobby into a career along the way. But that's like the short without going into a ton of detail version of who I am. Awesome. Well, you own Denim and Velvet. And so tell us about how you decided to create Denim and Velvet and what that is. So Denim and Velvet is an all-inclusive marketing agency. And I had no idea um, on creating it. It was all through like past relationships that got me here today. So Uh, Like I said, from a small town, I did not know jobs like I have existed. So I was going to college to be a dental hygienist and during hygiene school, like prepping for it and everything, you have such long hours and clinicals with all of your pre-med classes and then just clinicals for hygiene school. So I picked up a camera and started taking pictures. My brother had gotten engaged and my now sister-in-law asked me to take their engagement pictures. And so word of mouth happened and... I started doing family photos and weddings and realized, okay, I don't want to be stuck in a dentist office every day. Let's have something more creative. And so I was a portrait photographer full time. And at this point in my life, I was uh, going to college in Tyler at UT Tyler and was living in Fairfield. And I wound up moving back home to Decatur. And so I was living with my mom and a job opening at NRS, our National Road for Supply came open. They were looking for someone to do stock photography for their website. So I applied and was thankful enough to get the position. And that kind of started my product photography career. I learned a lot about shooting in studio with flash, um, also editing um, in Photoshop. Everything that I have for photography is 100% self-taught. I went to YouTube University for it. And then while I was there, one of their competitors reached out about me doing some 
styled photo shoots for them. I was learning a lot about how NRS had done their styled photos. And I was very upfront with my employers about the opportunity I was given. And they had no issues of me doing photos for someone else. And then after about five or six photo shoots, once or twice a month, um, Teskies offered me a full-time job. And I went straight to my boss and was like, hey, here's the situation I'm in. They're needing a photographer. I'm also wanting to do more. And they were like, you know what? Sean is our photographer here. We don't see him leaving at any time. And we're not going to step on his toes. So absolutely take the job, better yourself, grow as much as you can. And so we left on great terms and I went to work for Teskies. And I was their full-time photographer um, and marketing director. So I was running social media, doing email campaigns, taking all the pictures of the clothing store and working alongside other team members to get everything loaded online. They had someone else that was doing the photography for the tax store. And we just kind of worked in together um, to make sure everything worked well. And I did that for almost three years and I was getting extremely burnt out. We were, they have a lot of fast turnover of inventory. So I was shooting roughly for just for them, like 700 items a week. So we were turning a lot of volume from, I mean, and that's including small accessories, footwear, apparel, everything. And so it's just a high volume amount. Um, and especially when it's not on a model, everything. So it kind of got a little tedious and I was a one man team. So it was just a lot. And uh, my now husband, we met while I worked there. He was looking for a house. And so I would be like, okay, I need a brain dump break. And I would hop on realtor.com and find all these places and text them to the real estate agent he was working with. And she was like, how are you finding all these? She was from an old school era where everything was done pen and paper. And I was like, I don't know, just Google, like I'm on this website. I have, I know nothing about real estate. I just know what we, he needs um, as far as like land, size of house, what he needs for his horses, looking for like right type of ground, if it had barn or stalls or anything like that. And so she was like, do you want to come be my assistant? And I'm a say yes person. So I was like, absolutely, let's do it. Let's dive into the world of real estate. And so it was a part-time job. And um, I was like, well, I have to have something else. I cannot pay my bills on a part-time salary. And so Ashley Alderson was founding the Boutique Hub and she had put out a job listing for a social media manager. And I was fortunate enough to get that position and help them with their social media marketing on Facebook and Instagram. And during then she was like, Hey, I'm going to start this uh, masterclass series where my boutique owners that are wanting to like really grow their businesses and take it seriously. Um, they're going to get a new topic each week. It's like a 10 week period. Would you teach our photography course? And I was like, sure. How do I do that? I don't know what I'm doing, but I would love to educate people. She was like, if you will just, you know, give them options of like what kind of cameras to use, talk to them about the different settings, how to take them indoor or outdoor. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I can, I can handle that. So I did my first one and this was uh, in 2016 and I get off the call and I'm like, yeah, that was awesome. And about an hour or so gets, goes by and I have this unknown number pop up or not an unknown, just a number I didn't know. And I answer and they're like, hi, this is Jolie from Crazy Consuela. I wanted to tell you, I loved what you just taught us in the master class. It was wonderful, but I'm never going to use it. And I was like, oh, okay. And she goes, can I just send you my clothes and let you take pictures? 
I was like, well, I, I guess I'm sure. Why not? And so I was like, you know what? I've got some pretty friends. Let's get some girls together that can model. I'll get you their sizes. And if you want to ship shirts to us, we'll do it. And she was my first customer. I still work with her now, eight years later. Um, but it was crazy. I'd never thought about doing it individually for businesses before. And then at the time I was working with Katie Jade a lot. And so she's an incredible graphic designer. And I was like, Hey, nobody does this for small businesses. Everyone that has a marketing agency that we were aware of in the Western world was doing it on a very large scale. Um, budgets weren't conducive for small businesses, or if they just needed help here or there, there was all these long-term contracts. And so we were like, let's start a marketing agency for small businesses within the Western industry. And it took off so much faster than we could have even expected. We were grateful for that. Um, and then a year into it, Katie um, wound up getting married and moving to Vegas. So we separated and I took over Denim and Velvet solely and so from 2018 on, um, it's just been me and growing the team and I'm just dangerous enough at everything we do to think I can do it on my own, minus the hand-drawn logos that we offer because nobody wants me to draw anything. You might get a stick figure. So, um, as a area became too much for me to handle, I would hire for that. So, hired social media manager, then a web designer, um, graphic designer was my first hire, like did not even attempt to do any of that. I was like, nope, I don't care if I make any money, we will have a graphic designer because branding is the most important of starting your business. And if it's not a digital logo, I'm not your girl. So um, each step, I just kind of continue to hire more employees. And then now I have five employees and that just blows my mind because I never growing up or starting any of this anticipated to be a boss in any capacity. So that is a very long winded version of what denim and velvet is and what we do. Well, and for people who don't know you're in mineral wells. I mean, so you are doing this in rural America. Yes. You, I mean, have access to the big city, but besides doing, you know, photography, social media, you also do some production, some magazines, like you dabble in everything. There's no better <laughs> way to say it. And so talk a little bit about the other aspects of what you have going on. Yeah. So like I said, I'm a say yes person. If an opportunity shows up, um, I may like do it, try it, figure it out in the process. Um, I've yet to have a project come to me and be like, can't handle that one. <laughs> I'm going to have to say no. Um, so Western Runway Magazine started in 2016 with Ashley Alderson, Jesse Jarvis, and Tiffany Cooper. And the first year it was called The Style Guide. And so they reached out to um, me and were like, hey, we need a cover shot. And I shot Tiffany in the stockyards on like one of the rainiest days. She pulled up in her and Tuff's trailer. We were like right outside the back pens. The rain would break. She would run out and stand in a place. We had our like whole shot already set up from inside the trailer. We would place our shopping bags that we had. She would pose. I'd snap some pictures. We'd run back in the trailer, check them. Okay, we need to make this adjustment and go again. And so it was this like chaotic 45 minute shoot of in and out of the rain. Um, and then from there, they're like, hey, love the first cover. We're gonna have Katie Kaufman on our cover next year. Y'all are both in Fort Worth. Y'all know each other. Can you go shoot her around Fort Worth and get us some cover shots? And I was like, 
absolutely. Let's do this again. So we actually planned a much better day of having sunshine several months in advance. Um, and then also gave us time in case we she wanted outfit changes or anything else and to kind of work with the whole process. So did that along with some graphic design and that was 2017 and that's when it first became Western Runway. Um, and then from there over the years, we just kind of worked back and forth, whether it was photo shoots for like magazine stories or graphic design for people that were putting ads in the magazine. And then 2020 happened and everybody's years and just life went so many different directions and they didn't produce a Western runway that year. And so 21 starts up. I'm like, hey, what are we doing this year? And they're like, actually, we think we're going to sell the magazine. In 2020, Jesse started Of The West. Ashley, I mean, just continued really launching the boutique hub in even bigger aspects, especially because e-commerce was the only way for consumers to shop. And Tuff and Tiffany were getting ready to start their family. I mean, just so much was changing in all three of their lives. And I said, okay, I'll buy it. And Jesse was like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah, I mean, if I can afford it, like, absolutely. I want it. I'm already working on it throughout the year. I feel like I'm part of the team. Like I would love it. And so they had a meeting and uh, it was a number I could afford. And so 21, I uh, took over ownership in September of that year. And we produced our first magazines in six weeks. And so that was our one with Lindsay Brand Queen on the cover. And since then, we have now gone to a biannual publication. We've opened up subscriptions so you can get Western Runway to your door. Um, we've had brought on um, more women to write stories for the magazine for us. And really trying to branch out um, outside of just the rodeo industry alone. We've partnered with NCHA and NRCHA and multiple different rodeos. Um, we're traveling a lot more with the magazine, just trying to get it in more readers' hands. Our goal this year is to break into the equestrian world as well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we kind of do everything here. I say we're all inclusive because you can come here and get everything. We can do social media marketing or ad space, white label marketing, website design management, any graphic design or branding you need, photos, videos. Like we try and be able to make it so easy. Uh, we've worked on projects before where they've hired us to do like one part and then they have to go find the other elements from other people they've worked with. And by all means, we can do that, but we want to try and make it so easy on our customers that their end result is so efficient and flawless. So all of that to say, what does a day in your life look like? Um, which day? <laughs> uh, it can be anything. Some days I am stuck right here at this desk in front of this computer, editing thousands of images and answering emails and building proposals. Others, I don't look at my, at any devices. I'm behind the camera. I'm shooting. I travel a lot. I love it. Um, I'm probably going to give everyone the worst advice possible here. So just going to preface that um, to keep myself busy because I'm so ADD. I usually have like some sort of entertainment. So if I'm at my desk, I've got a phone stand and I have Netflix going, I would a binge watcher to the max. But because I travel so much, I also Netflix while I drive. So that's my bad advice for everyone. <laughs> but it really, uh, by doing that, it allows me to like not so much focus on what's directly in front of me. I pay attention while I drive. I have to, I, I believe I'm a good driver. Um, knock on wood. I have not had any issues or wrecks or anything like that. But having that second um like just that noise music will make me focus on the song because like lyrics really speak to me. 
Um, but having Netflix going, it allows me to like really think and like get ideas. And then I will just be like talking to Siri and saying like, Hey, make this note, do this or that, like brain dump ideas while I work. Um, but my days are also different, but my parts of my routine that are the same for me is I am an early riser. I'm up between like five and five 30 every day doing things at my house. Um, whether that's workout or laundry or, just taking a moment to like get my to-do list in order um, and before I come to the office and just really take that time so I don't feel rushed in the mornings while I get ready because my days are pretty chaotic for the most part. So that's like my peace in the morning before the, the busy and hustle. You also have your own funny farm and you have all kinds of animals <laughs> and I love everything about them. And so tell us what kind of animals you have. Well, so, um, I have, oh, let's see. I have to, I have to count because I just acquired some new mini donkeys. <laughs> we have, um, Cardi C. She was my first, well, technically Cardi B was my first mini donkey. And unfortunately we had someone come stay with us and they had a horse with the strangles that they didn't know was sick yet. And, uh, my donkey passed away. So, um, then when I came home from another trip, some friends of mine had left a donkey at my house because my husband travels for work a lot too. And I came home and had a note on my back door and it was like, we know Cody's gone a lot. So here's a little ass for you. And there was a new donkey in my pasture. <laughs> so that became Cardi C. Um, and then I got Brayonce and Blue Ivy, their mother, daughter, um, in honor of Beyonce and Blue Ivy. <laughs> and then uh, from there, I got Doja Donkey and she had a baby um, last October, uh, or I guess two Octobers ago now, she's like 15 months old and that's Nicki Minaj. And then I just acquired Kendrick Lamar and Jack Harlow. I and love the names. <laughs> so I have seven mini donkeys and then I have three miniature horses. We've got Biggie T, Trina and 44. And the mini horses are extremely naughty. I've always been a mini pony girl. I had them most of my life, um, but they're so bad because my donkeys are so good. They like follow me everywhere. I can call them and they come in and my mini ponies are so naughty. So I've definitely been converted to just being a mini donkey girl. Um, we almost always have a plethora of goats around too. My mom's oldest sister raised goats. And so when their weathers uh, for their Nigerians are done showing they always call me like hey you want some donkey or some goats to go with your donkeys I'm like absolutely send them over um so we have a fluctuating amount of goats there and then uh we have our one my one quarter horse um Clyde that I got back in 2021 uh, I have to think about that the years go by so fast for how long I've had him um but he's a nine-year-old gilding. My husband has taken him from being a cutting horse into a rope horse and that's who he heals on so our funny farm is ever evolving and growing, but my donkeys, the agreement was have as many animals as you want, but they have to serve a purpose, whether that was, you know, make me happy or whatever it was. So my neighbors got married in October of 2020 and they're like, Hey, do you think your donkeys could be beer burrows at our wedding? And I was like, I don't see why not. Like they'll do whatever I want them to. So to eBay and Amazon, I went to buy vintage pack saddles and bicycle baskets to make a makeshift saddle for the donkeys for the wedding and that was born kick-ass drinks and so now the donkeys go to weddings throughout the year and they're really the life of the party that is so fun well transitioning from denim and velvet kind of now into you so I first 
found out about Janzen on Instagram. We were just talking about, you were debating changing your handle and you've decided to keep it, but Rodeo Vogue is your Instagram and you really have a unique sense of style. In my eyes, you're really the first person who in the Western equine space, you had a completely different look than everyone else. It wasn't the classic starch jeans, cowboy hat, like the the look I rock. And yes. so how did you get your style? Like what led you to kind of create this fun and vibrant style you have? Um, so I have, both of my grandmothers are very, are, were always like, you know, dress, dress like you could go into a meeting at any time. And so growing up showing cutting horses for me, that meant starch jeans, button down shirt, hat, everything looking nice. So for I was almost born on the back of a horse. My mom went into labor horseback. So literally from the day I was born until I went to college, it was button up shirt, starch jeans every day. And so I really didn't have a style. I mean, I kind of wore anything and everything, but it was a lot of, you know, like random t-shirts that you would get at a show in a bag or jackets or hoodies that were given to you, things along those lines, representing studs and trainers and such. And so I didn't really necessarily have a personal style. So then I get to college and I grew up showing cutting horses while my roommates rodeoed. So trying to figure out what that looked like. And, you know, this was Ed Hardy time. So we were in our, our burnout blinged t-shirts with our short bill caps and everything else. And I just never really loved anything I wore. So finally, like starting to learn more about fashion and just like looking at online. This was in like the hype of Pinterest too. I started dressing what I would consider uncomfortably for myself because it wasn't what I was always in, but in things that I thought looked really cool. And for the first little bit, it was so hard because when you dress differently, people look at you. No, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad, but I was like, oh Lord, there's attention on me. Like, this is not what I wanted. But then I started realizing, okay, I didn't enjoy what I was wearing before. So starting like mixing, matching colors and different like prints, but always like staying somewhat true to like my Western background, whether it's just a little cowboy boot necklace, that's about the most Western thing on me today, but finding ways to incorporate that. Um, And then that's why I built Rodeo Vogue as the name. Like, I'm very inspired by high fashion and things that happen in like the mainstream world, but wanting to stay true to my Western background. But I also believe like, you don't, there's not one way to look cowgirl. So being able to show up to a rodeo dress, like I'm going to a Vogue photo shoot was okay. I've also had instances where people have wondered if I'm supposed to be where I am one year we were at Reno and um it was during the BFI and we were just kind of outside in between runs and they have got the rodeo going the same time as the roping and someone needed their steer push so my husband hopped off his horse he's like hey here hold slim real quick I'm gonna go push this whoever's steer and so I'm standing back there and one of the cops that was on the ground came by and he's like, oh my gosh, ma'am, did that horse come untied? Like, thank you so much. We can take him. We'll get him like put back up. And I was like, oh, oh no, no, no. This, this is my horse. I was like, this, this is mine and my husband's. And he was like, oh, sorry. You just didn't look like you were supposed to be here. And I was like, thank you. I, I, I know I'm in high heels and slacks at a rodeo, but it's okay. I'm like, but then I was, I kind of sparks the conversation of every time of like, Why do you have to look a certain way to be somewhere? Well, I love that. And 
you have bold fashion in my sense and like you like to wear leather and prints and really fun colors and so what would you consider some staple pieces in your closet um I would say my footwear is probably my most like staple pieces um I love anything high-heeled whether that's boots or heels or um a platform sandal but my style. I do, I, I don't really necessarily follow trends, but I also do big closet cleanouts every year. There's definitely pieces that have lasted a long time. Um, but my footwear is always like my number one staple that I hold on to longer than anything. Um, so I've got a pair of hot peak Cerna boots that I got this year that I had Ernesto make custom for me and they are American alligator. And he told me that, um, he, Wasted a lot of hides getting the correct hot peak to match my office, but he succeeded and they're amazing. And he launched them right before the run for the million. And he, uh, I was supposed to fly out there and unfortunately wasn't able to make it. And he had them on his wall and he was like, I've actually had to sell um, like 10 more. He's like, I never thought I would make a hot pink boot and it would sell. He's like, but you had me make a hot pink gator boot. And I sold 10 of them in a two day event in Vegas. And so um, those are probably one of my main staple pieces. Um, if you haven't noticed, pink is my favorite color. <laughs> um, and it's also our brand color. So I try to have incorporate a lot of that. Um, and then um like mixing and matching like patterns or materials. I'm big on textures. Uh like I have a sheer shirt with a sweater over it, and I do have on leather pants right now. So like mixing um different textures together that may not always be your first thought but figuring out um, what, you know, what feels best to you. I think that's most important for anyone who's getting dressed to go anywhere is even if you're wanting to push the boundaries, like, do you feel comfortable? Cause there's nothing worse than having like a trendy outfit or something that could look really cool. And then you're having to like tug and pull at it the whole time. So making sure whatever you wear, like makes you feel good. Tugging and pulling is the worst. Like, being uncomfortable in your outfit is like to look cool is the worst when you could have worn something comfortable and still enjoyed it and had a good time. So do you plan your outfits for every week or do you wake up every morning and decide what you're going to wear? For the most part, I plan them. That's like my Sunday afternoon as I spend um, a few hours in my closet, I converted a spare bedroom into a closet. So it's, it's kind of like my little hangout spot. It's massive. Um, but I look at my calendar and kind of figure out like what each day looks like, how busy it is, how much I'm going to be moving, climbing in and out of like my truck or loading things in the bed of it, what that looks like. And so then I kind of plan on, okay, is this a pants day? Because I'm going to be up and down in the studio or in and out of the vehicle, or is that, could this be like a, a dress day or something I haven't worn and I don't know how it's going to like function as a sub trying to something new day because I'm going to be sitting at my desk and I'm going to be kind of stationary. So kind of figuring out what my day looks like and how that outfit can work with me versus against me. I've also, um, I'm uh, um, in a battle with Tweed right now. We're not currently friends. So I bought this three-piece set from Boohoo it was like a strapless top and then a pants and a mini skirt. And in June of last year, I was in Vegas and wore the uh, top and pants. And I was at a dinner and got up to go to the restroom. And I sat back down and I was like, mm, something does not feel right. And I ripped the seam of my pants. 
right up the middle. And I was so thankful to have a blazer on to tie it around my waist. And then I wore the skirt that matched it at January market. And what happened? I ripped my skirt too. So me and Tweed are no longer in a relationship. So that one's going to be out of rotation when it comes to busy days. Um, but I do, I try to think of like, how much does the material stretch uh, move? And I know my closet very, very well. So even if I'm not at home, if I'm traveling on a Sunday, I can like be in my truck and texting myself what outfits I want to put together. Um, so when I get home, I can kind of plan it all out. Well, I love that. And so if you could go back and give your younger self any advice, what would you say? Um, oh, I love this question. It's one of my favorite things to ask anybody. And I think my main piece of advice would be say yes more and keep your mouth shut more often. I am an oversharer by nature. Uh, chatty Kathy, my nickname all through school was motor mouth because I literally don't know when to be quiet, but you learn more when you listen than you do when you speak. And I think there are some things that I've gone through, not necessarily even like bad things, just things that I think I could have learned a lot easier if I would have stopped and listened versus trying to push my way through it. So, uh, definitely say yes to more opportunities um, and that can be something as simple as even going and uh, hanging out with a different group of people. Uh, last year, I'm I'm a big goal setter, I guess, and not all of them are these like crazy goals, but I live in the middle of nowhere. I'm an hour and a half to Fort Worth or Dallas or anything like that. So my goal for 2023 was to go do more things. So show up at more events uh, instead of getting done with a day of work and going home and not that I don't love playing with all my animals, but they don't um, keep me relevant within the industry. So going and showing up at more places. So even a small yes like that of saying yes to events that are happening or saying yes to going to dinner with someone, um, but then listening to what they have to say while you're there and seeing what you can learn. But that would be my best advice to a younger version of myself is say yes even more and shut your mouth more often. <laughs> I love that I'm a yapper. I recently saw a TikTok and the girl was like, I could never move in silence. I'm a yapper. And I was like, same. Like, you're <laughs> always going to know what's going on in my life. Last night, someone asked me, um, what could I not find out about you on Instagram? And I was like, I'm not really sure <laughs> what you <laughs> couldn't find out about me that's not on the internet. And so I get that. I'm a yapper too. So I ask all my guests, the same last question on the podcast, and that's if you had a billboard, what would be on it and why? Oh, um, if I had a billboard, that's a, you know, I feel like there could be multiple things. <laughs> um, my friends um, call me Google. I'm an investigator. So I feel like if outside of my work life, I would have a billboard of like, do you want to know something called Jansen? Because I am so, I am curious by nature. I tell everyone that, like, I will find anything out. Like, I have girlfriends that call me. They're like, hey, met this guy. I've got a first name, last initial. We kind of hit it off. We exchange numbers. But I want to know before I invest any time. I'm like, give me 20 minutes and I will know everything about this man and report back. And I'm like, well, here's his mom, the house, he, the street he grew up on. Um, he's had this many pets. Here's where he went to college, his friend group, all this. So I think I would have one uh, for like some sort of like investigative services. 
That is fun. I would have had no idea that about you. I love a good FBI search. And so how can our listeners connect with you? Um, if you want to see the crazy things I wear, you can follow me on Rodeo Vogue. I try my best to take an outfit picture at least Monday through Friday while I'm in the office um, and also try and hop on my stories pretty regularly and just chit chat. Um, as far as like what projects we're working on, Denim and Velvet on all social media platforms and then also Western Runway for trends that are happening in the Western industry. Well, thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. I really enjoyed it. Friends, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Basically Famous. I hope you've been inspired, challenged, and motivated to take on whatever today brings. Please be sure to follow us on social media at Basically Famous Podcast. Subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. We'll see you next week.